0: Hi, it's Angela Poon from Strive Stronger and welcome to the Strive Stronger podcast, bite-sized edition. This is where we take a clip from a previous podcast and amplify it for you in a snack-sized format. In this podcast, I got to be in the host seat and a topic that we get asked time and time again by our clients is how to manage a sustainable operating rhythm. In casual conversations, people often talk about how busy they are and wear it as though it's a badge of honor. But a lot of our clients come to us reporting that their teams are feeling more fatigued and on the verge of burnout than ever before. We need to ask ourselves, what can we do to stop the busyness trap? And how do we move to an operating rhythm that is more sustainable? In this Bite sized podcast from episode three, Andrew gives us an overview of what an operating rhythm is and how he sets up his operating rhythm to deal with his hectic work and home life and how it allows him to stay energized and avoid burning out in the busiest times. So Andrew, with everything that we've been speaking about, with hybrid work, with productivity, there is a thread that ties this all together. And I hear you speaking a lot about this in in your keynotes and in our programs and it's around operating rhythm. Can you explain what that is and why it's important?
1: I think operating rhythm is just a rhythmic pulse. And there's two rhythmic pulses you should be looking at. One is the the team or the organisational operating rhythm. And the second one is the individual operating rhythm. On the organisational one, that's a Another conversation for another day. Uh, but a couple of little things on that is, as a leader, just look at, you know, what are the days people are coming in? This goes back to that hybrid work, two-way conversation. So at Drive Stronger, our team operating rhythm, Monday morning is our meetings. We're all in here on a Monday, or our key clients or consultants will dial into meetings. Tuesday, you work four days a week, and you're really good. You put barriers and boundaries on Tuesday. That's my MFD, a meeting-free day. So I come in on most Tuesdays and go, I can settle in. So Todd and I like to have a goal of having no meetings. And then the rest of the week is client or product uh, demanded. So that's a high level of our team operating rhythm. And then you go your individual operating rhythm. So individual operating rhythm, there's five things, Ange, There's annual, quarterly, monthly, weekly, and daily.
0: How do you go about designing those five things?
1: If I'm working with an exec team they get this on the annual operating rhythm and then this works on and you get this as well for parents and and even those of you working who don't have kids in your own immediate family you'll understand the operating rhythm quarterly because we tend to work for 10 or 11 weeks which is a school term and then have a two-week break which is school holidays organizations especially publicly listed companies or large organizations with a board or governance structure will have a quarterly reporting season so your annual cycle is i like to do this on an a3 print out and what are the themes of the months and the quarters so so, you know i take most of january off because i like to go hard i think life is an extreme sport so for me february around june july and october is the normal running of the business and heaps of keynotes. So, part of my annual operating rhythm, I know I'm going to just go really busy February, mid year, and October. If you want to be a keynote speaker and speak at conferences, both on demand now, live, that we're back to live events, oh, I love live events, and hybrid, and if you're going to complain about travel or being tired, get a new job. So I, I gear myself up for those big months in my annual operating rhythm, and I'll take a bit of a break during a really busy month, a three-day weekend, or at the end, consciously down-regulate. So that, that's your annual rhythm. Your quarterly goes in cycles. And again, we do this, Ange, we have quarterly goals. So go Goals around products, goals around people, process. You love that, don't you? The (laughs) process and systems. Promotion, which is marketing, and you need the pricing or the monies because you've got to have money coming in to run a business. Then monthly, you'll have different themes, like I mentioned for me in keynote season. Uh, We know a lot of people in consulting firms and and large organisations, the big banks, financial institutions, even some government departments. January's really quiet. So for your individual and organisational operating rhythm, it's a good natural drop in pulse. Now, the weekly operating rhythm There's a thing called your weekly pulse and we know from research on this that I mentioned before about our, the way we set up our week. Monday mornings for most organizations and people is a flat spot. Friday afternoons dead. You never go to risk in a large company on a Friday afternoon. They will just say no. They're tired and fatigued and they're wanting to get out the door. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays are better day for cognitive work, for processing work. So that's the weekly pulse. And then some of those habits we've got around the five big rocks help you bump up some of the productivity. Now the big one that we haven't spoken about but is your daily or ultradian rhythm humans work in waves so at the start of this i said operating rhythm is that rhythmic pulse so we know Ange. we've been talking for a bit over an hour we'll go for another probably 15 20 minutes and you'll feel a natural dip in energy that's your ultradian rhythm so we tend to roll for 90 to 100 minutes and drop a little bit school they know this. Kids get to school and they play before the bell and then they study for 90 minutes and then they have little lunch and then they study for a couple of hours and then they have big lunch and then they study and go home and have milky and then play. But we don't work that ultradian rhythm into our day, especially with hybrid work. This is where the nerdy exercise physiologist in me gets excited sort of blending or having a love child with the coaching psychology student because you use physiology to help your brain and you use both of those to make you more productive. So overall an operating rhythm, you've got annual rhythm. I I like the annual plan. We have that upstairs on the office. Quarterly focus, you'll have different monthly targets, have a weekly rhythm designed by your better week, and then work in rhythmic pulsing throughout the day and and taking regular energy breaks.
0: I really like how you put that together, Andrew. It's really a good way to look at your year, your quarter, your month, your week and your day and plan and put in those things into your plan so that you have those moments where you recover, the moments where you work really hard so that you're pulsating throughout your uh, year or your month or your week and you're not just operating like a projector or a light and you're not always on so you're not burning out.
1: And and I learned that from sport. So anyone listening to this who's had an involvement in sport or studies sport, watch sport, we call it periodization so like in nrl we know the finals are in september and you're playing and training to be in the finals and then you want everyone to go to another level up and then you have an off season so you have time to recover around round 12 there's a natural break for state of origin but it's a drop in intensity so you know they don't say let's play nrl for 24 it's 24 rounds with a break in the middle and then there's a big off season right i learned this in track and field As a runner, you want to be peaking in February and March when you've got the state championships and national titles if you qualify for that. So then the rest of your year, the whole winter is building a base. As you come into the early months of summer, you're building speed, you're starting to race. So there's a real focus in sport. And again, one of the things I saw with fresh eyes entering the corporate world later than most is why does everyone just run at a million miles an hour every day? No plan, no warm-up, no structure. And that's why we see so much burnout. Mm. Well, that's why there's so much talk about the great resignation. Dr. Adam Grant, uh, the psychologist, leading psychologist, talks about the great resignation is not just COVID. It's been building for decades. So millennials are questioning. They saw their parents work the exact opposite to what I'm talking about. No rhythm. Large hours, they thought productivity hours worked. Uh, some of those millennials either have seen mum and dad split up or they haven't had that real connection. I'm not doing that. And the millennials are questioning how, why, what do we do differently? second thing is we've had this acceleration in technology. It took over 50 years to get 75 million users on the telephone. It took Angry Birds 30 days. So there's now so much acceleration. And, you know, with COVID, look at us, Ange. Uh, we, thankfully, had had Mario set us up on teams, some of us. Me was a little bit late to the party with SharePoint and other stuff, but how much more productive has that made us? There's been huge gains in productivity, massive gains in productivity. That's been building for 10 years. And the third thing, it's just been a constant procession of natural disasters, droughts, floods, bushfires. We've got geopolitical instability now with the Ukraine and the war. And then there's been no surge capacity, no drop. So I think the three things millennials are questioning, the acceleration in technology, And we've now taken recovery out of Mm -hmm. most of our natural daily processes. Hey, it's Andrew, and we hope you enjoyed that episode. We would really appreciate it if you helped us amplify the Strive Stronger with Andrew May podcast by sharing episodes with colleagues and friends and going to iTunes and leaving a rating and review. This really does help us get this message out to a wider audience. And if you would like to know more about how Strive Stronger uplifts teams through optimizing human performance and well-being, make sure you check out strivestronger.com. And if you'd like to know more about my personal practice focusing on all things human performance, go to andrewmay.com where you can explore the books I have written including Matchfit, which has now sold over 85,000 copies, or book me as a speaker at your next annual conference or company offsite. Or if you'd like to really turbocharge your business and personal success and wake up to a better way of living, working and leading, check out my brand new evidence-based Human Performance Academy that starts in July. I'm really, really looking forward to getting that going. And if you'd like to receive regular updates from me each month, make sure you subscribe to my monthly e-newsletter, the AM Edition.